This is episode 658 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 50 plus basic preps you're probably not thinking about. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another week of Prepper Website Podcast, episode number 658. I always you know, look at that number and that's totally crazy for me. Hey, this article today, or this article for this week, is actually one that is contributed by a lot of the people on the Prepper website email group. And uh, so let me go ahead and, and start out uh, and, and give you an idea of where I'm coming from with this. So uh, a couple of days ago, um, probably actually last week, um, I was barbecuing and I went to go grab one of my lighters. And it's the, the longer lighters, right? It's the ones with the, the long, I, I don't know, for lack of better word, nose. You have the trigger on there and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was using that to light my barbecue grill. And so I have a propane grill. Um, a while back, I was cleaning it out. I did something to the starter. It's not the battery. I did something to the starter. And uh, it's just, it wouldn't throw a spark to start it. And I was trying to hurry up because I needed to start barbecuing. People were coming over, all that kind of stuff. And so I went ahead and just grabbed the lighter. And uh, it's long enough to be able to fit through the grate. And get all the or you know the grill and get all the way down there and uh, you know start uh you know start the fire. You know I could use anything really truly. I could you know light a piece of paper, throw it down there, it'll catch. I can probably throw some sparks from a ferro rod and all that kind of stuff. It's just very convenient to have this lighter. You know the ones with the the long noses or whatever the long stem, right? To kind of reach in there and do it without getting dirty and having to deal with all of that kind of stuff. Well. The other day I went to go grab one. I have a couple of them kind of just sitting in the kitchen. I went to go grab one and it was out of lighter fluid. And although it's still throwing a spark and stuff like that, I was thinking, man, it's just convenient to have these. Like when you're lighting a candle, when you're lighting a fire, whenever, you know, again, you can do it so many different ways. But I was just thinking it's very convenient. This is just kind of like one of those basic things that I wish I had more of. And I really wasn't thinking about them. So I'm like, if if I'm missing some of these basic things that would just be convenient, I wonder if there's other things out there that other people, you know, have some ideas about. So I threw that out there to the email group and a lot of people participated and left a lot of ideas. Um, when it came down to it, I, I tried to grab them all and categorize them. So I have about five big categories and really I could have broken them up even into more categories. So, um, you know, I just I thought it was one of those things that would be helpful because sometimes we're not thinking about that. We think about the big preps. We think about the, the bug out bags. We think about the gear. We think about the firearms. We think about all these other things, the big things. But sometimes or, you know, like the solar, the so the, the big solar you know, mobile charger thing, you know, we've got the battery banks and we've got the inverters and we've got all these types of things going on. And we don't think about the very basic ones, the ones that we would use every single day that would be convenient. There's a lot of, again, going back to the fire thing, there's a lot of ways to 
make fire, but it's just a convenience thing. And so, like I said, I put it out there to the, the group and they came through with flying colors, just giving some ideas. And I wanted to share those. Now, when we talk about preparedness, I don't think this is something that we always talk enough about. There are really stages to it. You've got short-term preparedness, you have long-term preparedness, and then you have, you know, the zombie apocalypse, Walking Dead, you know, biker mice, mice from Mars, you know, all that, you know, the end of the world as we know it type stuff. And there are preps that are going to be very convenient for your short-term preps. And things like, you know, you you wind up losing power for whatever reason for a week or two. The longer situations uh, that you might have, you might go months, maybe a year. And then you have those really bad ones, right? Or you don't, you don't have those really bad ones. When it comes, if it ever comes, it's that one that's, you know, the end of the world as we know it type thing. And you've got to really be... When it comes to that, you, you've got to really understand that you, you can never have enough preps for that one, for the end of the world as you know it type thing. Um, there's always, at some point, you're going to run out. No matter how much you can store, you're going to run out. So in that case, you need to have skills. And that's why skills you know, in the preparedness community, we talk about that very, very often. And so, again, going back to this fire thing, you can use, I can use this, um, you know, this, this uh, lighter here, this long lighter with a long stem and all that kind of stuff. But there might be times where I need to, to eventually that runs out. I need to use a ferro rod to throw some sparks. Um, eventually that ferro rod might run out. I need to use something else. And so knowing and having those skills are something that you need to really think about and add and add to your preps, add to your knowledge, because you never know where you're going to go, Right. And so I just want to be very clear that some of these preps that we're talking about are very short term. Some could be a little bit you know, longer term, but eventually preps are going to wear out or run out. And you're going to need to uh, really rely on your skills to be able to move forward. So I just wanted to throw that out there at the very beginning. Um, I put together this list and I did write a, little, a short little article. I put it up on preparedchristians.com. So I am going to link to that one. Uh, it's kind of funny. I am I have the article ready to go, but I haven't released it yet. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm reading. I, I, want, I want to link the podcast to it um, when I do it. So it's all going to be done all at one time. But by the time you're hearing this, the article will be out there and I'm going to link to it. Uh, and like I said, I'm really uh, appreciative of the email group. Many of them are listeners to the podcast. So thank you so much for participating in uh, adding your preps to this. So let's go ahead and jump into this again. 50 plus basic preps you're probably not thinking about. And it's going to be over at preparedchristians.com. As preppers, we are always thinking about what holes we might have in our preps. And even if you do have a good checklist like this checklist for preppers, and I'm linking to that one over on Prepper website, you might miss something that you really need. It would be really sad to have a great bug out bag and advanced gear only to miss some basic preps. This list was contributed by members of the exclusive Prepper website email group. I would like to start off by saying thank you. I also shared the list with some I also shared the list with some commentary on a recent episode of the Prepper website podcast. You can listen to that episode by visiting the link click here. 
So how about that? I was already preparing for that. So one prep that came up multiple times in the list was a cell phone charger. I highly agree with this. We use our cell phones for many things now, especially in a disaster situation. I've written about the need for a good phone charger many times before in the past. In one article I wrote, one of the things that I don't understand is when someone lets their smartphone battery run out. They have this great tool in their possession, but it is basically a brick since it doesn't have power. This happens often if smartphone users are playing games and listening to music. I recommend everyone carry around a battery pack to power their smartphones. A battery charger that I recommend is the Anchor PowerCore 20,100 mAh charger. It holds a lot of power and is about the size of a smartphone. You can easily carry your smartphone in your back pocket, the anchor in the other back pocket, and your cord in your front pocket and not really feel weighted down. The battery is about $50 and is rated at 4.5 stars with over 34,000 reviews on Amazon. And I link to that article when I talk about uh, smartphones and other EDC items that you should have. All right, continuing on. There were other basic preps that made the list. In fact, there were over 50 items that are listed below. But first, I want to share how some basic preps came in very useful for one prepper. So one of the members of the email group shared her experience about how her preps were a game changer for her family. Sarah's experience is shared below with her permission. So I just went through the derecho here in Iowa and had no power for weeks. Your podcast and articles are what had prepared me and enabled me to thrive during that time. While people were lining up at the community center for sandwiches, we had a three-course meal and s'mores over a campfire. We were fortunate and had a generator so we could run the fridge and freezer, but couldn't power our well. Thank goodness I had a lot of stored water. We were almost out when the power came back on. At night, when we ran the generator, we'd plug in our Wi-Fi and charge phones. Due to this natural disaster, we were constantly calling friends and family and talking to our insurance. I would say first, phone chargers. We constantly had dead phones. We've purchased solar-powered ones this time. Tarps were definitely used to block holes in the roof from rain and broken windows in vehicles. Initially, cell towers were down, so I'm trying to come up with an alternative. Fuel for the generator as well. We ran out of all LP or uh, liquid uh, propane gas, and our local gas station also had no power, so we had to drive 40 minutes to get some. Initially, it was, it was in stock, and the lines for gas were outrageous, but as that ran out, people switched to LP. So towards the end, we were almost out of it, and it was, a hard, and it was hard to, re to source. Also, with the power down, ATMs didn't operate, and gas stations that opened during the day to sell shelf items needed cash only. So cell chargers, tarps, cash, and fuel. That's what we're stocking up on. Also, it's worth noting that our local small restaurants took time or turns feeding the community for free. So support them whenever you can. All right, so let me break into this. So I, when I emailed Sarah to ask her if I could use this in the, uh, in, the, in the podcast and in the article, she said, yeah, and that she was writing an article for a group that she um, that she, she works with, and so I, I asked her, "Hey, if you know, are you posting that anywhere online? If she does, I, and I read it, it was a really great article. I'm gonna go ahead and post it uh, on Prepper website. And uh, Sarah, if you're listening, if you're not posting it online, let me know, and we'll post it over on Prepper website. I think those lessons learned are really important. 
um, because it's like real people, real preppers using and figuring out what is necessary. And we really learn a lot from people that can share those experiences. And so if you have an experience, uh, I'd love for you, if, if you don't have a website or a place to share it, I'd love for you to go ahead and send it to me and we'd get it up on Prepper website so other people can learn. You know, right now, uh, as I'm recording this, the fires on the West Coast are outrageous. People have lost everything. Some people have lost the places where they were going to bug out to, you know. And so if you look at a map, an interactive map of where all the fires are, it's almost like there's no way that these things this could be done uh, by just nature, right? And so we'll we'll find out about that. I know that they have um, arrested a couple of arsonists, and so we'll see all about that. But it's like the whole West Coast is on fire. And not only that, as I'm again, as I'm recording this, there is another hurricane headed for Louisiana. I'm like, they've had enough, right? And so you have that on top of the economy, on top of you know, shortages on top of all the other things. So, you know, when we have these lessons learned, how important are they? All right, so let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, again, let's go ahead and, and move into the article. And uh, I'm going to continue here. So like Sarah, your preps can come in very handy during a natural disaster or other survival situation. Make sure you have your basics covered before you move on to other prepper gear. The list below was organized into various categories, cooking, personal, tools, and building supplies and office supplies. Again, this isn't a preparedness list, but a list of some basic preps that most forget about. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the first uh, group or category, and it was cooking preps. So one item was seasoning for cooking bland preps. I mean, how important is that, right? I mean, you, you need your salt, you need your pepper, you need other spices that you use. Think about the times that you reach for the salt and what happens if you run out of salt. I want to give you a heads up, um, Barbara in the email group, uh, when we were doing our online meetup this last Tuesday, mentioned she had heard that sugar was, uh, there was going to be a shortage of sugar and something dealing with Louisiana and the uh, the sugar factories down there. So kind of a heads up on that one. Uh, but imagine what it would be like if you're eating food and you don't have anything to season with. Another one was a manual grinder for coffee and spices and etc. So if you are one that is storing green coffee beans, because you can store those long term and then you can roast them, you're going to need a grinder. And if the electricity is not available, you're going to need something to manually grind them. It's, it's work, but uh, how great would it be to have some, some great smelling coffee, when or great tasting coffee when you're in that kind of a situation? Another uh, prep was a hand mixer, definitely can opener. And I would say not just one can opener. I mean, you might have the electric can opener. Of course, those are easy. They're not very expensive. I mean, everybody should have one of those. But a manual can opener, I've had many that have just loosened up and failed throughout the years. So you want to have some really good ones, but you want to have multiple can openers. I think that just makes a lot of sense. All right, so uh, short-term food storage um, in like Ziploc bags, or this is for short-term food storage, like Ziploc bags, stretch film, and clean wrap. And I completely agree with that. Ziploc bags are very important. I think you can use them for so many things. And having a wide selection of them, I think, is very smart. And just having that clean wrap and and uh, any you know parchment paper and anything like that that you're going to use for cleaning up and, and cooking, I think that's smart. 
Other items in the cooking uh, preps category, baking powder, lemon juice, cooking oil, etc. Now, some of these things have a shelf life, but if you can stock some of these things for longer term, it's definitely, you know, if you can, if you can find those things that will last for longer term, that would be a smart move. There is, you know, organic lemon uh, juice. Uh, I actually buy that uh, just because I, I make a tonic and I go through so many uh, lemons that it's just more convenient for me to, to buy the organic lemon juice. It's a little expensive, but it's one of those things that I, uh, I'm willing to pay for. And so, you know, it's jar, it's jarred up for you. It's canned for you, whatever, and it's available there. So if that's something you use on a regular basis, that might be something you need. Cooking oil, there is a shelf life to it. But again, we're talking short-term, long-term. If you, ha- if you always get those little bottles of cooking oil and then we're in a, in a short-term or long-term situation that goes a couple of months and you're out of cooking oil and you need it, I mean, then you're looking for all these other kinds of substitutes and things like that when you can have some there prepared and you are just, um, you're just rotating them out. All right, next up, dry sauce and gravy mix. You might have to deal with some uh, food, some bland foods. Maybe you're cooking some rice and, uh, you know, you got your spices and things like that, but you want to add a little bit of gravy or sauce to it. And that might be something that you can use. Um, I thought this was great. This is a great idea, especially where we are right now. I'm recording this in mid-September, and we are getting close to the holidays. I was in Home Depot the other day, and they already had Halloween stuff out, of course. And as soon as that's over with, they're going to go right into Christmas. But I thought this was great when we're talking about the cooking category. Non-perishable holiday dinner ingredients, like cookies, icing, confetti, pie filling. Some of the cookie ingredients were difficult to find last year because the craziness started. And so... You know, you might there might be things for Thanksgiving dinner that you use and and things like that. If you can buy those things now and have those ready, I think that's smart. Another item, what about stock cubes for flavoring? So you've got your beef stock cubes, you've got your chicken, you've got, you know, other other cubes that uh, you know, those were will last for a while. And uh, it said here, I can't remember who put this one in here, but Condi's crystals. I don't know what that means. I've never seen that before. So, um, you know, there you go on that one. Um, another prep was cookbooks. If you are one that you, you don't do a lot of cooking and you, you might need to, you're stocking up preps that you need to be able to uh, have an idea of what to do with it. Because if you only have one recipe or whatever, you know, just cooking up some, some beans or cooking up some, some rice, that can get pretty boring. But if you have some cookbooks that can help you out, that is going to be uh, you know, a real lifesaver for you and for your family. And so I do link to that free prepper recipe cookbook that was kind of sourced from the prepper community. And so there's a lot of uh, recipes that people contributed to just kind of making easy recipes. And so you can go download that. Um, uh, it's, it's linked in the article. And then one of the other things here in the cooking category, some things that people don't think about is pets for their foods or critters. What, you know, if you, if you have other, other pets in the home, you might want to be thinking about that. And what about long-term storage for your pets and, and food along those lines? All right, so the next category is personal preps. And so there's going to be a lot of different items in here. The first one is a battery-operated watch or clock. So what if the power is out and you need to have some kind of idea about what time it is? I mean, maybe in the old days, the ancients could look up into the sun and say, oh, yeah, it's noontime. 
and, and maybe you're able to do that. But I think a battery operated watch and there are some watches that will just like continue to work with movement. So when you have it on and you're moving. So how uh, how beneficial would that be? Um, other things. What about cordage and clothes pins for drying clothes outdoors? If you ever get into that situation. Now, we recently had an article on Prepper website that talked about, uh, you know, doing clothes. And uh, it was a great article. I, I probably should do one of those um, use it for one of the episodes. But one of the uh, things that was mentioned is don't put your don't put your clothes on a clothesline in direct sunlight because that just breaks down the fibers and really wears out your clothes a lot faster. So put it, you know, hang it out to dry, but put your clothesline in a shade. So just kind of throw that out there. Then what about soaps, detergents, and shampoo? A lot of people are used to, you know, they, they see their shampoo kind of getting low. And next time they go to the store, they pick up another bottle of it. But if you are thinking there might be a short-term situation, long-term situation, maybe, you know, the, again, zombie apocalypse, you're going to have to have some kind of skill along those, those lines there. But what about soaps and shampoos and different things like that? Not too long ago, I wrote an article about how to keep track of some of those things. And it's really easy uh, because all you need to do is really like you open up a new bar of soap and get a little postcard and write down the date on, on it. And then, you know, go, go with that soap until, you know, regular uses until it is gone and you have to go reach for another one and then look at how much time elapsed. Some people are going to be, and depending on the type of soap that you get, you're going to be able to go maybe two weeks. Maybe some people are going to be able to go a lot longer. And so you just, that will give you an idea of how many bars of soap that you need for six months for a year. Cause you just multiply that out. And so, you know, you might, you might say it's worth it to me to have two years worth of uh, bars of soap. It's not really that, uh, that crazy to just to stock something like that. So again, that's something that you're going to always use. So you can really do that with anything, with soaps, detergents, shampoos. The next thing in the, in the line was deodorants, toothpaste, and, and anything that you use for hygiene. Definitely toothpaste and uh, your, your toothbrushes. If you, you know, how often do you switch those out? Deodorants and things like that. You can very easily just open up a new one and see how long it takes you to get through it. And then multiply that out for however long you want to have preps, right? So if like I'm, I'm shooting for six months worth of preps or I'm shooting for a year's worth of preps, it's really easy to be able to figure that out instead of guessing and saying, hey, I've got four bars of soap. And that's going to last me for a long time. And you, so a lot of the times we, we don't realize how much we use items, how, how fast we go through them, especially if there's more people in the, uh, you know, in the home and they're easily replacing things and maybe you're not really paying attention. It's just like a new bar of soap appears or a new roll of toilet paper. You know, I have heard more people or more people have, have uh, sent me emails and thanked me for all the toilet paper, you know, uh, talk in the past because of all the shortages and stuff like that. And so, you know, you can always find something to wipe with, but there is, there's something about having the good stuff versus the John Wayne toilet paper that you have to suffer through, right? So even with toilet paper, you can kind of track how much you're using and you can start to multiply that out to know how much you need. All right, so enough of that. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. What about allergy medicine? 
Now, we, we might be stocking pain medicine and things like that, but oh my gosh, down here where I'm living in, it's like the allergies are so, so bad. And, uh, you know, if you're somebody who suffers from allergies, you might want to have some, uh, you know, a good supply of allergy medicine around, especially in a situation where things are already miserable. On top of that, you're dealing with allergies and feeling, feeling run down and all that kind of stuff. So maybe some allergy medicine. Saline. And I'm thinking the saline is probably for the, because it was with the allergies medicine, I believe, um, you know, probably doing the, the neti pot and stuff like that. I believe um, maybe not. Um, but, you know, having some saline available is uh, is something you might want to have that you're not thinking about. Um, cleaning supplies. So uh, along the lines with all the hygiene things, cleaning supplies. Um, and you might want to start if you're one of those that goes and you buy the the commercial brands of stuff, right? 409, <laughs> whatever is out there, right? Scrubbing bubbles, whatever. But you also might want to have some vinegar and know how to make your own cleaning supplies as well. Because if those types of things are hard to find, you still have cleaners available. And there's been tons of articles. I know I've done episodes on the podcast about how you can use vinegar and you can mix it with water and other essential oils and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff on how to make cleaning supplies, various cleaning supplies and, and bleach and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, there's always ways of doing that. You might want to think that through. I thought one of the preps here was children's clothes. Think about if there's shortages and you're not going to the, you know, to the store wherever you go to buy clothes as often. This was something that one of the members brought up. They're looking to purchase clothes for their for their child who is going to be who is growing, you know, and they're going to be going through clothes and they are shopping right now so that they have clothes that they can provide for her. And so that might be something that you want to do. Christmas presents. I thought this was great. Like we don't know what things are going to be looking like in the future. You might have kids that are expecting Christmas presents. And of course, we could always say, hey, times are tough, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But if you could right now get some Christmas presents and hide those away, that might be something you might want to do. And so I thought that was a great idea. Feminine hygiene uh, items. Definitely, ladies, I know that um, it's kind of a, it's a funny story because when we ran the group home for kids, I mean, we had at the end there, we had girls, teenage girls, and I always did the shopping. So I did mainly to get a break and go to uh, go to the grocery store. But one of the things that I had to buy was the feminine hygiene products. And so people would look at me like, what in the heck? Because I'd buy big old bundles, right? And throw them in the, uh, throw them in the, uh, the, the cart. And people are looking at me like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And uh, so, you know, but that's one of those things. I know that there's other people that buy just a small little pack in just to get them through. And so what if you are... You know, there's always ways, things that you can do, blah, blah, you can make your own, you can do all that kind of stuff, right? There's been articles written on all of that kind of stuff, washable, blah, 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 all that. But you might not want to deal with that. So you might want to say, you know what, it's worth it to me to stock up some of these things here for a while. So that's something that you might want to consider. What about comfortable work shoes? Um, you know, you might have shoes that you can always use, but comfortable work shoes, your feet really do a lot for your overall health and uh, your you know your fatigue and all those different kinds of things. So having some comfortable work shoes might be something to consider. Extra socks, extra underwear, because you know those things you know 
you have to replace them. And right now, it's just like when you think about it, I'm like, okay, I'm at the store. I'm going to go ahead and buy an extra pair. You know, it'd be, it'd be worth it. But what happens in the near future, right? Having some of that sunscreen, sunscreen does expire and it is one of those, you know, type of lotions. So you really need to be thinking about that. You might want to look at some alternatives for that. Another thing, bug spray. Uh, again, there are, you know, uh, bug spray probably would last a little bit longer depending on, on uh, what kind you get, but maybe some alternatives for bug spray as well. Games and books for kids. If you're thinking about that, putting some of that, in, you know, in place. Shoestrings. Now, you know, I saw this and there might be people that go through shoestrings like crazy. I tend to go through shoes faster than I go through shoestrings. And, you know, for a while there, I was pulling out, especially dress shoes. And it's the way that I walk. I'm sure, you know, uh, I just kind of wear one side of my shoe more than the other. And so for a while there, I was pulling off my shoestrings. I'm like, hey, I can use this. And then by the time I knew it, I had like a bunch of shoestrings. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just stop saving the shoestrings. And so there's only so much I can have here and use later on. But uh, some of you might be going through shoestrings. I know uh, when I was younger, I was I would tighten up my shoestrings really tight and I would always bust them, especially if you're going through water and they're getting wet and all those different kinds of things. So um, that might be something you might want. And, and again, looking at uh, your pets, maybe some flea medicine, flea collars for your pets. Um, I think, you know, there are expiration dates on that. There's medicine that you can buy, uh, maybe flea powder, those types of things. You know, kind of think that through what you might be able to use. The next category was tools and building supplies. And so there's a lot here. I kind of threw everything that would be a tool or building uh, supplies kind of like all together. And uh, so let's go ahead and jump into this one. Work gloves. I highly recommend this. You might have a really good pair of work gloves, but having you know extras, I think, is really important. And uh, I, th I think that's just smart. Um, bulk rock salt for the winter. So those of you that have to deal with that, uh, we don't have to deal with that down here in, in the Houston area. But uh, for those of you, you might need that up north and it might be a good idea if you're used to having that to stock up on that a little bit. And uh, in parentheses, it was don't forget to keep some in the car so when you get stuck. Um, one member talked about oil and filters for their cars. It might be hard to get oil. Uh, although right now there's a you know, like we're, there's a, a gluttony of, of oil out there, um, gas prices are low and all that kind of stuff. But what if the supply chain kind of broke down? So oil and what about oil filters? So that might be something that you might want to consider. Um, one of the members said that they're looking to um, replace their AC, uh, and so you know it's kind of like on their last leg, and so they're wanna, they want they want to go ahead and do it. They can go ahead and they can afford it right now. Let's go ahead and do it while we can while there's materials while parts can be can be found and that might be something you, you you're thinking about um what about building materials for desired product or desired projects and so uh, one member talked about you know having some cinder blocks uh, purchasing some cinder blocks buying some concrete buying some plywood and storing that um you know for some four by fours uh you know uh, pieces of wood uh, construction nails and screws and I think that's always a, um, you know, always a good one. Um, someone wrote, and I didn't put this in the article, but, you know, when you go to garage sales, if you ever stop, sometimes they'll have a box of junk and it could be screws and nails and different things like that. They're just kind of miscellaneous. You know, if you see something like that, offer someone a dollar for it 
and you can get back and you know to your home and maybe if you have some ways to separate you know screws and nails and all that kind of stuff you can kind of do that i think that's always beneficial um someone said that they're going to be replacing their gutters because their gutters are kind of old and they need to go ahead and do that they're preparing for water catchment system so they're they're going to go ahead and get the materials that they need for a water catchment system they might not be putting it in right now but at least they're going to have the materials if the materials are hard to find again nails and that's kind of in there twice um, what about hand line fishing reel so um, that could have its multiple uses uh, scotch bright pads for cleaning you have certain scrub brushes and uh, cleaning things for you know just your your kitchen utensils and your pots and pans in the kitchen under the sink on the whatever you know you have all that but could you possibly have stock up on some scotch bright pads or any kind of those types of uh you know sponges and things like that that you might need corks and i don't know uh where specifically the the specifics for that but um you know some of you might need some corks for that what about just flat white sheeting and uh, what you know there's a lot of uses for that and you might just have some stocked away if you can find some really cheap gardening tools i know you know from year to year it's just really easy to go to home depot if i need a, a gardening tool maybe a, uh, one of my gardening tools breaks or there uh you know it's just one of those things i need to replace it um they rust out whatever um, you can go and you can purchase more gardening tools and have some backups on that a good backpack and those of us you know we might have uh, bug out bags and all that kind of stuff but what if you just needed something smaller to be able to uh, to carry things from one place to the other and I'll tell you resale shops it's a good place for stuff like that I mean you can find some really good backpacks there for really cheap what about how-to manuals if you were in a situation where maybe you couldn't call a plumber or you couldn't call an electrician or uh, you needed to, to know how to fix something there's a lot of great how-to manuals going to used bookstores you can find a lot of great resale shops you can find some really good manuals and it might be worth it to have some of those other items in this category what about uh, house repair stuff building items like uh, door hinges screws pipe fittings electrical wire extension cords and items like that so what if you, uh, you you need an extension cord or you could use an extension cord? Maybe you've got the generator going and, you, um, you know, if you have a generator, do you have extension cords that you can run into your home that, that would be uh, long enough for you and to be able to do what you needed to do? And so, you know, you can you can't have all the different pipe fittings that you possibly need for your home but you could stock up some pvc pipe you can stock up some glue you can stock up some some basic things that might be helpful you know and so uh, you can have that kind of stuff even if you didn't need it it could be helpful to help somebody else out and uh, create some goodwill there next up is silica gel desiccant dehumidifiers to help protect firearms and ammunition uh, and electronic equipment and so people might not be thinking about that. What about additional security locks for doors and windows? Uh, maybe possibly some motion detectors. You, you might not want to put them out right now. You might have batteries that you can use uh, when, when you need those, you know, rechargeable batteries or whatever. But motion detectors and maybe an alarm system for your home. And so that might be something that you might want to start looking into. 
and then the office supplies. So these are going to be your basic office supplies. But you know what? You know what's funny is you might think, okay, I've got a tack at the office or I've got a paper clip at the office or I've got a stapler at the office. But if you weren't going there and you needed it at home for whatever reason, you know, you know, do you have those items? And so uh, just some basic office supplies, paper clips, rubber bands, super glue, toothpicks, and that's not really an office uh, supply. That's really more of a personal uh, item. Scissors, uh, Bic crystal ink pens, not the gel. <laughs> Pencils and sharpeners, paper. And then I threw in here school supplies uh, because if you, you know, things things happen and we have some kind of situation where we're going to have to, uh, you know, work with our kids, even if it's a short-term situation, it would be good to have some school supplies. And I also linked to a free ebook that I wrote years and years ago. Oh my gosh. Now I think it was like 2012 when I wrote it. And uh, the book is called Education After the Collapse. And it was, it's a basic primer on how you would help someone, uh, so a kid, how you would help, you know, get the basics down. And uh, so there's an opening chapter in there, just kind of like a fictional account of a breakdown. And of course, it's the zombie apocalypse type thing, you know. And so if you're interested in that, you can always go download that. That's a free download. And uh, like I said, it's been it's been around for a long, long time. And I thought I'd just throw that one in there if you're interested in that one. And then, you know, that's it. Right. So this list isn't exhaustive. It consists of what members of the group have considered that they need for their basic preps. So what would you add? And you can share your ideas below in the comments and you just might provide an idea that no one has thought about. So you can come on over to Prepared Christians and drop your comment over there and uh, you know share what basic preps you might be thinking about that might be useful for you. Um, again, there might be some things that people just aren't thinking about and you might not have thought about. And now it's like, OK, you're you're you know, the wheels are turning and you're like, okay, hey, I can really have this stuff here and uh, have it prepared. And again, if you're purchasing things that you're going to use anyway, I mean, how beneficial is that? It just means that you're not going to have to fork out the money for it later on. If things, let's just say we continue to limp along and, you know, but our economy starts going downhill and things get more expensive, whatever you buy now is just you're saving that money in the future. And so if it, of course again, if it's things that you're going to use, some of these things you might not ever use, right? Uh, again, it's all specific to you and to your situation. But if you're buying stuff and you're stocking up on stuff that you're going to use and you're going to need anyway, you're going to wind up saving money because things always get more expensive as we move down the road. So those of you that stocked up on ammo and firearms, we talked a little bit about this in the uh, in the online meetup group. Um, you can't find it right now. If you wanted to, if you're worried about the violence and the things that are out there, you go you go to the store. You're you're not going to find what you want. You might be able to find something that you can use, but you're not going to find what you want. That that ship sailed, and so hopefully things settle down and maybe you get that opportunity again. But there's people right now listening to this that are kicking themselves that would love to go back nine months and, and go ahead and make some purchases that they, they can go ahead and put some things away and know that they have them in case they need them. 
And so that's the idea behind all of this. And hopefully it helped you out a little bit. Don't forget, like always, I'm going to link to the article so that you can go and there's the links there that you might want to go click on. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 658. Hey, once again, I want to thank the members of the Prepper website email group. If you would like to join, there is a link in the podcast notes and you can go right over there, the show notes and go over there and join it. It's only $20 a year and uh, there's you know a lot of benefits and just sometimes we need people to talk about preparedness with, you know, and so that's that's really one of the main goals why I had that. We can learn from each other and uh, we have people that we can uh, bounce things off of. Hey, if you are new to the podcast and you are not subscribed, make sure that you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles. Hey, we also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read, and you'll also get the Saturday prep every single Saturday morning. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.